Well, hey, good morning, guys. I, you'd think a nice Memorial Day weekend, things would slow down, right? But no. Uh, yeah, Monday, May 31st, 2021. Monday, May 31st, 2021. Memorial Day 2021. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to check me out. Hey, man, I really appreciate you. I totally appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, tell your friends to check me out. Uh, Google, uh, tell them to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, and if you can, bring someone with you uh, today, tomorrow, whenever. Uh, slide back in time Friday and bring someone along with you if you want. Uh, and you can tweet me. Questions, insights, or fights. Come on, you want to fight with me? Bring it on. Uh, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. By the way, Twitter, I have trouble keeping this. Uh, uh, they keep on trying to delete my account because people are trying to hack my account around the world. They want that name. And I'm, I, some, I, I'm, trying, to get, um, I, I, I'm trying to get verified by Twitter so I don't have to worry about someone stealing my, my account because uh, the, the game Fortnite has a cyberclops in it. So <laughs> it's causing me some issues sometimes. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> well, if you didn't see it happen Friday, no big deal. We knew it would because we talked about it. The um, mother of Brian Sicknick and several other victims begged Republicans to investigate the insurrection, but Republicans don't want to. We all know why, because many Republicans in the House and Senate were involved in the insurrection. They don't want people to find out that this was a real attempted insurrection. They don't want uh, the people to find out that they committed treason. That's right. Senate Republicans used the filibuster against an independent commission to probe the United Six insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Just six Senate Republicans, uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and we talked about her, um, Susan Collins of Maine, Ben Sasse of Nebraska, Rob Portman of Ohio, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, and Mitt Romney of Utah. And I hope he runs for president. I hope Mitt Romney. I mean, he's not he's, he's not by any means a safe Republican. He'll attack abortion rights, but at least he's somewhat sane in his uh, religious zealousness. Um they uh, those six joined Democrats in voting to break the filibuster, leaving the chamber six votes shy of the 60 required to proceed. And you say six votes shy? Hmm. Wait, that math doesn't add up. Patty Murray, Democrat from uh, Washington, did not vote citing a personal matter. I don't care. You need to show up and do your damn job. And uh, Kristen Sinema uh, uh, from Arizona refused to say why, which means she's actually a piece of crap Republican, just like Joe Manchin is also. They also have something else in common. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat uh, of uh, Massachusetts, of course, tweeted, if Senate Republicans can block an independent commission investigating a deadly armed attack on the Capitol because it might hurt their poll numbers with insurrectionists, then something is badly wrong with the Senate. I think she's wrong. 
The Senate will work. There's nothing wrong with the Senate. The Senate will work fine if there wasn't something badly wrong with Republicans. Okay? Of course, the vote resulted in more calls to end the filibuster, and many Democrats want to end the filibuster. But Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, uh, among other conservative Senate uh, Democrats, remain opposed to altering or ending the filibuster. Uh, as I've said, I want to bring back the Mr. Smith Goes to Washington filibuster. And if you haven't seen the movie, you have a day off today. Watch it. It's a good movie. You got to watch Mr. Smith go. That's a requirement. Honestly, from now on, that's a requirement. If you're going to listen to my show, you got to watch Mr. Smith Goes uh, to Washington. Jimmy Stewart, great movie. Uh, he plays a brand new congressman that just ends up becoming a congressman through no fault of his own, and he's trying to fight the system. It's a it's a it's a great movie. Anyway, moving on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Sunday, Texas state senators debated the passing along party lines a GOP voter suppression bill that was condemned by rights uh, advocates and political figures across the United States, including, uh, of course, Biden. Uh, Biden said Saturday, he said, Today, Texas legislatures put forth a bill that joins Georgia and Florida in advancing a state law that attacks the sacred right to vote. It's part of an, an assault on democracy that we've seen far too often this year and often disproportionately targeting black and brown Americans. It's wrong and un-American. In the 21st century, we should be making it easier, not harder, for every eligible voter to vote. Uh, critics have uh, called SB7 a clear effort to limit electoral participation in the largely Democratic Harris County because it would you know, outlawed uh, drive-through and 24-hour voting, uh, which, you know, nearly 140,000 county uh, voters use that in the 2020 election. Uh, other provisions include uh, barring election officials from sending absentee ballots to all voters. Uh, actually, I think it, it bars just sending out papers to request an absentee ballot. Uh, just doing that, I think it bans that. Uh, implementing, it, it also bans implementing, or rather, it, it's also implementing new identification requirements for Texans who request mail ballots, uh, uh, allowing partisan poll watchers additional access, and restrict early voting hours on Sundays, a, a provision the civil rights group said would disproportionately impact black voters. They had a, in, in churches, they had a great get out the vote um, thing that they were doing at churches where uh, after church they would gather a bunch of people and they'd run over and uh, and uh, uh, get them to vote. They'd put them in vans and take them over to vote. So they want to they want to um, restrict early voting hours on Sundays so people can't vote after church. Um. And imposing harsher punishments on election officials who violate state rules. In a last-minute addition, language was inserted in the bill making it easier to literally overturn an election, no longer requiring evidence that fraud actually altered an outcome of a race, but rather only that enough ballots were 
uh, illegally cast that could have made a difference. Just the allegation is enough. After Texas uh, Republicans rammed the bill through the state Senate in the dead of night following a marathon session on Saturday, maneuvering around rules that typically bar lawmakers from voting on legislation uh, that hasn't been public for at least 24 hours, a last-ditch move by Democratic lawmakers was made. And I've seen this happen before. This happened during the Bush administration in a couple of states. Texas Democrats blocked final passage of the Republican-authored voter suppression bill late Sunday by abruptly walking out of the statehouse floor, denying the chamber's GOP majority, which is the quorum necessary to proceed to vote. After walking out of the House chamber shortly before the midnight deadline for passage of the bill, Texas Democrats gathered at Mount Zion Baptist Church late Sunday. Under Texas law, two-thirds of the uh, 150 uh, House members must be present uh, for the chamber to take a vote. Uh, A requirement that went unfulfilled due to the Democratic walkout, which came after the, uh, you know, minorities party. Earlier delay tactics appeared likely to fail. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, of course, uh, promised to attempt to bring back the racist bill in a special session in a tweet late Sunday after SB7 failed to pass before the legislative session expired at midnight. Uh, The developments in Texas fueled fresh calls for the U.S. Senate to pass the For the People Act, uh, the sweeping uh, House-approved election reform package that voting rights advocates say would thwart many of the hundreds of state bills that Republicans across the country have introduced and in some cases enacted already this year, like Florida and Georgia. Moving on, Friday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said, in the past week, of the June work period, the Senate will vote on S-1, the For the People Act, committing to the legislative calendar a voting rights and campaign finance reform bill that progressives argue is necessary to protect U.S. democracy in the face of GOP's nationwide assault on the rule of law. In the letter, the Democratic caucus Schumer called uh, the For the People Act essential to defending our democracy, reducing the influence of dark money and powerful special interests, and stopping the wave of Republican voter suppression happening in the states across the country in service of President Trump's big lie. Well said and very true. Marijuana legalization. It's coming. Uh, federally, anyway. Marijuana legalization advocates applauded Friday when House Democrats reintroduced the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Expungement Act, which spells M-O-R-E, just more, give me more, um, with the aim of uh, decriminalizing marijuana at the federal level and correcting the injustices of the United States' failed war on drugs. Reagan and his war on drugs. Uh, House uh, Judiciary Committee Chairman J- uh, Jerry Nadler from uh, New York is the lead sponsor of the legislation, also known as the Moore Act, and led the House in passing the bill last year in a bipartisan vote of 228 to 164. In addition to removing marijuana from the Federal Controlled Substance Act and eliminating the discrepancy between state and federal marijuana laws, the Moore Act would facilitate the expungement of low-level federal marijuana conviction 
and incentivize, uh, um, also incentivize uh, states and local governments to do the same. It would remove the threat of deportation for immigrants accused of minor marijuana infractions and authorize the assessment of 5% sales tax on marijuana and marijuana products to fund grant programs aimed at reinvesting in communities harmed uh, by the war on drugs. Uh, the, the war on drugs was just ridiculous. I mean, I, I understand maybe the possibility of highly addictive drugs, I, and marijuana is, is a Schedule One drug. That's insane. It's nowhere. It's nowhere close to the same as heroin. I mean, come on. Uh, the grant programs would provide job training, reentry uh, prog- programs, legal aid, and other services to provide adversely impacted uh, uh, to people adversely impacted by the nation's uh, discriminatory drug laws. It'll provide loans for small business owners in the marijuana industry who are socially and economically disadvantaged and fund programs to ensure people affected by the war on drugs have access to marijuana licensing and employment in the industry. Uh, Of course, along with Normal, N-O-R-M-L, and DPA and ACLU, Human Rights Watch, the Leaders' Conference on Civil and Human Rights, and the Sentencing Project are among the organizations supporting the MORE Act. And they should. Uh, Biden on Friday called for $753 billion. This would be, this would be the flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep on Friday. Biden dropped a flaming bag of crap on your doorstep on Friday that you just, you fell for it. You tried to stamp it out. <laughs> uh, as you remember, flaming bag of craps uh, on Friday is when uh, the administration drops something l- late Friday or Saturday in the hopes that it'll disappear from the uh, news cycle. Biden called for $753 billion military budget for fiscal year 2022, a request that goes beyond the current $740 billion spending level approved under Trump. You may have guessed progressives were not into it. (laughs) Biden's budget proposal includes billions of dollars for U.S. uh, nuclear weapon modernization and an initiative uh, purportedly aimed at uh, countering China's military buildup in Asia. I, You know, I am concerned about all that money, but the China-Russia, China-Russia thing needs to be addressed, and we need military buildup. Uh, if, if, if Russia is going to do it in the Arctic, we need that there too. I, I don't want it. I don't want to do it. Anyway, progressives are worried about a Cold War, but they needn't worry. Because we're already in one. I mean, come on, really? Uh, just a little—it's just a little different from the last one. It's—it's it's, a lot of it's digital, but we are in a cold war. Come on now. Um, also on Friday, uh, Biden admitted uh, funding for the Hyde Amendment from the '70s. I think wasn't that from the '70s? Uh, oh, here it is, '77. Yeah, uh, it prohibits most federal abortion spending in his six trillion dollar 2022 budget proposal. While campaigning for president, Biden promised he would try to end the Hyde Amendment, which has been in effect since 77, and bars Medicare and the uh, Indian Health Service from covering abortions except in cases of incest rape or when the life of the pregnant person is endangered. In June 2019, Biden said, if I believe health care is a right 
uh, is a right, as I do, I can no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent on someone's zip code. I I can't justify leaving millions of women without the access to care they need and the ability, uh, ability to exercise their constitutionally protected right. And remember, Roe v. Wade, the decision has nothing to do with abortion. It has to do with a woman's right to do with her body as she pleases. Do you want us to go around doing a little snip-snip in your little testicles so you can't sire a child? I mean, overturn Roe v. Wade, we can make a law to do that. Moving on. Uh, If you remember last year, President Trump issued a full and unconditional pardon for uh, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn late last year. Uh, Flynn was in Texas over the weekend at a uh, QAnon uh, conference and said the U.S. should have a coup like the one in Myanmar. He really said that. In a video shared on Twitter, an attendee asked Flynn, I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. The crowd immediately cheers following the Flynn response. He said, no reason. I mean, it should happen here. Really? Really? In 2017, Flynn pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his communication with Russia. He later accused the Justice Department of entrapment and moved to withdraw his guilty plea. In November, Trump pardoned him. The criminal Michael Flynn thinks we should have an insurrection. So maybe the FBI, instead of visiting me, why don't you visit Flynn, FBI? Yeah, it's annoying. I, I've told you the FBI visited me. There's, oh, man. When I was anti-insurrection, it was during the Trump administration, and Trump was sending people, sending FBI out to check people out who were against the idea of an insurrection. Uh-oh, that Yahoo, Netanyahu, is not happy. <laughs> uh, Naftali uh, Bennett, leader of the small right-wing party Yamana, announced he is working towards a coalition agreement with Yair Lapid, or Lapid, uh, leader of uh, the centrist party, Yesh Atid, uh, to join a new government that may end Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's run in office. It could be over. Uh, Netanyahu has warned that, a, uh, uh, you know, we talked about this, remember? We talked about this a few weeks ago, how, how, like, this is the fourth time and they couldn't get a government together. And there's other parties trying to get through, but it would be hard to get the uh, um, the uh, uh, Arab uh, uh, section of parties to join in any conservative but if they do that, they can get rid of Netanyahu. We talked about that a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, Netanyahu has warned that a proposed unity government aimed at replacing him would be a danger to the country's security. He urged fellow right-wingers not to back a, a deal with ultra-nationalist Naftali Bennett. said he would form a co- coalition uh, 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 with a centrist party. Uh, Netanyahu opponents have until Wednesday to form a government. If they are successful, it would bring to an end the rule of the country's longest-serving prime minister, Netanyahu. Uh, if you remember, we, uh, 
talked about also, Netanyahu faces like some serious corruption charges and could go to jail. Uh, and he fell short of the decisive majority at, at the general election in March. Um, it was Israel's fourth inconclusive, inconclusive vote in two years. And again, he failed to uh, get a coalition. Uh, but his opponents may only be able to form a minority government uh, propped up by Arab members of the parliament. Some Arab politician, uh, politicians could be reluctant to join a government led by Bennett who supports expanding Jewish settlements in the Palestinian West Bank, which is against the UN. No more settlements. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, Biden has taken a direct hit at China and Russia again uh, while speaking at the U.S. Memorial Day uh, 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 Biden has pledged to bring up the issue of human rights with Russian leader Putin at the June summit in uh, Geneva. If the summit happens, I mean, Putin being a dick. Uh, Russia said today it would send what is described as uncomfortable signals to the United States ahead of the summit between the two countries' leaders next month and announced it was beefing up its western border military, which is uh, Ukraine border and Belarusian border. Uh, the comments come a day after Biden said he would uh, press Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin to respect human rights when the two leaders meet in Geneva on June 16th. Uh, Sergei Ryab Ryabkov, uh, Russian's uh, deputy uh, uh, foreign minister, said, the Americans must assume that a number of signals from Moscow will be uncomfortable for them, including in the coming days. So we'll expect something probably this week. Uh, Ryabkov said Russia would be prepared to respond to Biden's queries about human rights in Russia and said that Moscow was being more flexible than Washington when it came to drawing up an agenda for the summit. Of course, Russia has more of an agenda to discuss. And Americans, are, uh, Biden's just there to say, no, you can't do that. Anyway, uh, Defense Minister Sergei Shogu said today that the United States and the NATO Transatlantic Alliance had recently increased military activity to the west of Russia, which required a response from Moscow. <sighs> the Interfax News Agency quoted uh, Shogu as saying, the actions of our Western colleagues are destroying the world's security system and force us to take adequate countermeasures. Around 20 military formations and units will be formed in the Western Military District by the end of the year. And I'm sure a response from China will come today, something along the lines of... Remember, it started, the statement started out, Russia-China needs to work on their human rights uh, abuses. So China is going to say something along the lines of... We have no human rights abuses. The United States does have human rights abuses, and the United States has no say and should stay out of our internal affairs. As they always say, that's what's going to happen. Uh, the White House has announced uh, that the United States will reimpose sanctions on Belarus next week after the forced diversion of the uh, Ryanmar flight uh, to the country on May 23rd and the arrest of the opposition journalist on board. 
Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki called the incident a direct affront to international norms and called on President Alexander Lukashenko to allow a credible international investigation into the events and immediately release all political prisoners like that is going to happen. Uh, and by the way, Russia just gave them like, uh, what, $250 million or something? Just for being nice guys. Uh, Pisaki said the U.S. will reimpose uh, will reimpose full blocking sanctions against nine Belarusian state owner enterprises on Thursday, which would prohibit Americans from engaging in transactions with these entities. I don't know why we stopped. I mean, the, he he isn't supposed to be president. He, he, he that election was a farce. Anyway, uh, the U.S is also coordinating with the EU and other allies to develop a list of targeted sanctions against key members of Lukashenko's regime. And the Treasury Department is developing a new executive order for Biden that would give the president increased authority to impose sanctions on elements of the regime. Elements meaning people in there? Uh, Florida government, Ron DeSantis, we're moving on. A Florida government, Ron DeSantis, is on a collision course with one of the state's biggest industries, big money-making industry, uh, over a law he signed banning businesses from asking customers whether they've uh, been vaccinated against COVID. And we talked about how this is going to cause some problems. This law, you can't tell a business uh, that they are not allowed to ask people. We just talked about this. I, I don't have to go over this again. Uh, cruise ship operators who sail out of Florida's largest uh, southern port say the order will make it harder for them to safely return uh, to shipping, possibly imperiling a major economic driver in the state. Uh, with populations the size of small cities packed into, you know, relatively close quarters, you know. I mean, these, sh- these ships are small compared to the amount of people that are piled on top of each other. Uh, to comply with the CDC guidance and keep passengers and crew uh, members safe, several cruise liners want to require nearly everyone on board to be fully vaccinated, but that could now be illegal in Florida. Uh, the Center of American Cruise Industry under uh, a new law DeSantis signed this month uh, that prohibits businesses from discriminating against unvaccinated customers. And we talked about how DeSantis would be challenged because they are a private business and can do what they want. Republicans are always pro-business right until a business wants to do what Republicans don't want. Isn't that insane? Two-faced, aren't they? Johnson & Johnson is asking the Supreme Court to review a $2 billion verdict in in favor of women who claim they developed ovarian cancer for using the company's talc products. At the root, Johnson & Johnson argues that the company didn't get a fair shake in a trial in state court in Missouri that resulted in a, an initial $4.7 billion ver- verdict in favor of 22 women who used talc products and developed ovarian cancel, cancer. A state appeals court cut the uh, verdict more than in half and eliminated two of the plaintiffs, but otherwise upheld the outcome in a trial about whether the company's talc products contained asbestos and asbestos-laced talc can cause ovarian cancer. The jury found for the women on both points after uh, uh, Judge Rex M. Burleson wrote that evidence of the trial showed particularly 
reprehensible conduct on the part of the defendants. The evidence uh, Burleson wrote included that the company knew there was asbestos in the products aimed at mothers and babies, knew of the potential harm, and misrepresented the safety of those products for decades. Johnson & Johnson. We've talked about Ford v. Dodge. That's the problem. Uh, the courts say, uh, could say as soon as tomorrow whether it will, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, whether it'll get involved or not. Uh, hopefully they won't get involved, but we'll see. Uh, the inedi- inevitable has occurred. A piece of space debris, too small to be tracked, has hit and damaged part of the International Space Station, uh, namely the Canada Arm to Robotic Robotic Arm. I, I, I Canada Canada Arm. I think it's a, the Canada Made Arm. I'm assuming that's what what it is, and they call it the Canada Canada Arm. Sounds like something Canada would do. Uh, The instrument is still operational, but the object punctured the thermal blanket and damaged the boom uh, underneath. It's a sobering reminder that the low-Earth orbit space junk problem is a ticking time bomb. Uh, If you remember, we talked about the Kessler syndrome. You know, that's the syndrome where if too much junk ends up in space... It could stop us from leaving the planet for up to 150 years. Actually, probably 100 years and arguably 150 if we go too soon. Um, the issue is one piece of junk could hit something like the space station at a certain angle that would destroy it, meaning that it would leave mi- millions and millions of other pieces of junk in space. It, that's sort of like how a nuclear explosion happens, you know, a controlled nuclear explosion. Uh, anyway, over 23,000 pieces are being tracked in low Earth orbit to keep satellites and the ISS uh, to avoid collisions. But they're all about the size of a softball or larger. Anything below that size is too small to track. But traveling at orbital velocities can still do some significant damage, including punching right through metal plates. So, uh, so anything softball-sized. So a baseball traveling 107,000 mile, uh, miles an hour is okay? <laughs> or, uh, you know, anywhere between... It could be 50,000, could be 17,000 miles an hour. It could be, you know... Let's, get, let's, let's go really short. Let's go 17,000 miles an hour. A baseball traveling 17,000 mile, miles an hour hitting the space station. Not a good thing. Uh, Ever since the launch of Sputnik 1 in 1957, space debris has been accumulating. Uh, According to a report from the European Space Agency, an estimated 130 million fragments of anthropogenic material smaller than a millimeter are orbiting Earth right now. Anthropogenic means made uh, man-made. So this is why, remember they had a leak in the space station. It's like a hole the, grain, the size of a grain of sand. One of those objects went through the space station, what was it, two years ago? And they had this leak that they had to track down. Uh, oh, oh and, and that estimate of 130 million fragments, that doesn't include natural space dust. So, yeah, it's a lot to deal with. Um, this is scary. You know, call Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
take him out. Uh, a lethal weaponized drone hunted down and remotely engaged human targets without the handlers say so during a conflict in Libya last year. These are autonomous robots killing. How many movies has told us this is going to happen? Um, according, uh, according to a United Nations report, uh, uh, first covered by new scientists this week, this is what happened. Uh, whether there were any casualties remain unclear. I believe they say there were casualties. But if confirmed, it would likely be the first recorded death carried out by an autonomous killer robot. And, and it was in March uh, of 2020. Uh, a cargo to attack quadcopter, uh, which the agency called a lethal autonomous weapon system, targeted retreating soldiers and convoys led by Libyan National Army's Khalifa Haftar during a civil con- conflict with Libyan government forces. And, and these little quadcopters are also uh, kamikaze copters that they will uh, go in and explode on contact. Uh, hit somebody. I'm not sure how this one attacked somebody. It might have been that way. But the, the, the drone did it on its own. How many times have movies warned us this would happen? Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, Monday, Memorial Day. Thanks for listening. I truly appreciate you. It's really nice of you. Um, Monday, May 31st, 2021. Sorry it took so long. I did not expect that much news on a Monday Memorial weekend. I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be like a 15-minute thing when I first started collecting the news this morning, but it just turned into a nightmare. (laughs) Monday, May 31st, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I, I truly appreciate you coming. I really do. Bring someone with you tomorrow or today or whenever. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the tar- top of the search. And now you can tweet me questions, insights, or fights. You want to fight with me? Bring it on. I don't care. doesn't matter. I, I'll try not to block you if I get really offended. <laughs> but yeah, bring it on. Come on. You can challenge. Just ask, if you just want to ask me a question. If you just want to say, hey, what does this mean? What, what's going on here? What's, what's uh, you know, I'll check it out. Remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.